Welcome back to another Did I Miss Anything? We've made some more content. Okay. What? It's true. We yeah. made more content. You're not wrong. My name's Lewis. Yes. And that's Heather. Hi. And sadly, our month of Keanu is over. Yeah. So Heather and I had to watch a different movie, not starring Keanu Reeves. No, he wasn't in this. And it was weird because I was expecting him to show up at any point. If you're new to the podcast, thank you for joining us. And we hope you subscribe. Uh, this podcast is all about Heather and I catching up on stuff that's super popular and constantly ref- referenced all the time. So movies, TV shows, albums, and for whatever reason, when they were first available, Heather and I missed the boat. So we decided to catch up on all of these things now and see if we had missed anything back then. Correct. With all the catastrophe going on in the world today, Heather and I decided that we were going to watch a movie that, I guess, handles the topic of global annihilation. So this week, we watched the documentary, The Day After Tomorrow. It's not a documentary. It's not a documentary, but it might as well be, because... You think that's going to happen? Most of that is already happening, and... It'll probably be how the world ends. Oh, cool. Um, I don't know. For those who don't know, The Day After Tomorrow is a disaster film set in the present, well, present day for when the movie came out, so like oh, 2004. And our main character is Jack Hall, played by a one Dennis Quaid. When was the last time you saw Dennis Quaid in anything, by the way? Uh, Field of Dreams. No, that's Kevin Costner. Uh, I don't know. Okay. Dennis Quaid, Jack Hall. He's a paleo... Oh, this is going to suck. Paleoclimatologist. Said it. And his colleagues, Frank and Jason, they're all in the on the Arctic shelf, and they're drilling for ice core samples to, I guess, monitor how the climate was back in i think they said it was like 10,000 or so years ago sure so back before climate records were kept and all of a sudden the ice shelf breaks and their campsite is literally divided in two because they apparently decided to camp right along the break i mean i guess they didn't know it was going to break but it broke the ice shelf broke right along their campsite there's a giant crevasse that opens up, swallows their their ice drill, and from there... Not their ice drill. It swallows up their ice drill. From there, we cut to a UN conference in New Delhi where Jack is discussing his research and warning how climate change is going to cause another another ice age. But the vice president of the US doesn't believe him. Very much like, I don't know how the world is. And kind of blows him off, much to Jack Hall's shock. And then, sure enough, eventually, storms start coming up. So at, they cut to one of an, another research center in Scotland where there's an oceanographer there named, named Terry, Professor Terry. And he gets in touch with Jack because he was at the conference that, uh, where Jack was discussing the climate change. And he gets in touch with him because he starts seeing some weird activity with, with the buoys that they have placed um, across across the Atlantic. 
and there's a severe change in temperature. Like 13 it's degrees. Like, yeah, it's like yeah. 13 degrees lower than what it should be normally. And so Jack's on the phone with him and he says, that's weird. This shouldn't be happening like this. It shouldn't be happening this soon. It should be like 100 years off. It should not be a few days. And sure enough, temperatures start to drop. NASA is getting involved because they're seeing like satellite images of like weird weather patterns and things like that. So they're trying to scrape together a forecast model so that they can predict what's going to happen. Only problem is no forecast model exists that depicts this scenario. The closest one they have is Jack's forecast model, which is based on the ice age that happened, you know, however many years ago. Like 10 or so? Yes, the ice age that happened 10 years ago. A decade ago. But... Basically, there's there's no forecast model except for the original Ice Age that wiped out like the dinosaurs and stuff like that. So a massive storm starts developing in the northern hemisphere, and all of a sudden three giant hurricanes are born from this one main uh, this one main storm that develops from the mother. Yeah, from from the mama storm, and they're all they're all over north the northern hemisphere there's one above uh above canada one above scotland and one above siberia all on the northern hemisphere and the storm is pulling frozen air from the upper troposphere and it's flash freezing anything that that's essentially in its path cuz it's got it, the temperatures the eyes of the the eyes of the storm are all below 150 degrees below Fahrenheit. That's negative 101 degrees Celsius. That's ridiculous. That's very cold. So Tokyo starts getting hit by like these giant grapefruit-sized hail, pieces of hail. Starts like killing people left and right. Nova Scotia has like giant 25 feet um, waves that are like crashing onto the shore. And in the U.S., there are a bunch of tornadoes that break out across Los Angeles, wiping out Los Angeles, essentially. So after this happens, the president of the U.S. issues an executive order for the um, for the airplanes to be grounded, so no, no more flying in or out. And before that happens, unfortunately, a few of them crash. Now, meanwhile, Jack's son, uh, I can't remember his name, Sam? I want to say Sam? Sure. Jake Gyllenhaal. Sam, yeah. Played by Jake Gyllenhaal. A he, young Jake Gyllenhaal. A young Jake Gyllenhaal. Very young. He looked real young in that. Kind of like, like early 20s. Um, Jake Gyllenhaal, or Sam, is, he joins the, uh, what do they call those? Decathlon. Yeah, the, the academic decathlons yeah, at his yeah. school. Uh, he joins it. So he's a smart kid, but he joins it because he kind of likes the girl on the team. The girl played by Emmy Rossum. Uh, her, her character's name is Laura. And they're heading off to a competition in new york they all live in dc uh jack and his family they all live in dc sam goes up to new york to compete to compete in this decathlon now everything gets grounded as the wet the all the flights get grounded as the weather's getting worse sam and everybody else that went to compete in the decathlon is stuck in new york city and we're in quite the conundrum at this point so as the as the storm starts hitting new york um it it's essentially it is raining at first and it just leaves feet of water across the city everybody's basically just abandoning their cars everywhere um 
kind of like what happened on the East Coast last week mm. with with the Hurricane Ida. Yep. Ida. Ida. Um, and movie hit home. And all of a sudden, they everybody in the city ru- rushes over to the New York Public Library because it's on high ground, higher ground. And they all bunker, they all bunker down in the New York Library. All of a sudden, the rain stops, but it turns into snow. So everything freezes, all the water that fell freezes, and everybody in the library, well, there's there's a there's a cop in the library who decides that everybody has has to leave the library in order to make it somewhere where the weather's not so bad. Unfortunately, they don't realize that the weather is that bad everywhere, at least in the northern hemisphere. Upon realizing this, uh, Sam, who's been in contact with his dad via payphone in the New York library, uh, he tells him that their best bet is to stay in the library and just wait out the storm because the temperatures are dropping so fast that any attempt to go outside is going to immediately lead to death because hypothermia set in, it's too cold, there's no way. And sure enough, Sam tries to help, tries to tell people to stay in the library, it's their best bet officer decides no our best bet is to leave now while uh while there's kind of this lull in the storm it's not snowing so bad the water's all frozen solid we can walk across we gotta we gotta do this now so then meanwhile back in dc jack is briefing the president on what's going on shows him the weather um the 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 satellite images of the storms and the president basically asks him what they can do to to prevent as much to basically contain the damage and prevent it from getting out of hand then jack pulls down a map of the u.s draws a line right through the middle of it and says evacuate everybody in the southern states because it's too late for everybody in the northern states because these storms already hit it's everything's getting wrecked there's no way if you send anybody there to help them they're just going to end up dying because these storms are going to get stronger so the president's like, all right, fine, I guess that's our only option. Meanwhile, Jack decides he's going to New York to go get his kid because he he's a good kid. father. Yeah. And he loves his son. Because he's been absent. For the he's an absent, yeah, because being, yeah. being a paleoclimatologist apparently means that he goes on a lot of expeditions uh, for, for research purposes, and, and he misses a lot of his son and his wife. Uh, 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 he misses being a part of their lives. Yeah, and they're getting divorced, by the way. Are they divorced? Or are they They're just... definitely separated. All right. So Jack goes to New York along with his uh, friends, Frank and Jason, who were his two uh, colleagues that went with him in the beginning of the movie to the ice shelf to help retrieve some ice core samples. They decide to go to New York. Um, they drive a good chunk of the way. They drive as far as Pennsylvania. I think they're just north of Philadelphia. All of a sudden... Uh, they crash into like some debris that had fallen that because they're driving in the snowstorm, so their they, their visibility is not that great. They crash into like a snowbank, and the truck's totaled, uh, not totaled. It just doesn't run anymore. And they decide they're just going to walk it from Philadelphia to New York, which is a healthy walk. Oh uh, yeah, very healthy walk. So they start walking. They walk over a mall because the snow the snow's fallen that much that it's just basically covering buildings. They don't realize they're walking over a mall. The mall has glass ceilings. The glass gives way. Um, one of his friends, I forget who, either Frank or Jason. Mm-hmm. Frank, I think it's Frank. Probably Frank. Uh, Frank, who is like Jack's oldest friend, 
uh, ends up falling through the glass, but they're all tied together so he doesn't hit the ground. But he's like hanging from the roof of the mall and Jack and Jason are doing their best to pull him up. Uh, as they're pulling him up, the glass around them starts to crack and Frank tells him like, no, forget it. Like it's too much weight. Just don't. And then um, Jack tells him, I can help you. I can help you. And then Frank pulls out his knife to cut himself uh, to cut himself from the rope that he's tethered to and just basically let himself fall. And Jack's like, no. And then and Frank just cuts his own line and he falls to the floor of the mall and presumably dies because we never see him again. Unless he died. I mean, you never see the body either, but he's he did. Yeah, did he? He did. Um, back in New York, there's a like a shipping. Um, what do you call those? The um, a ship. Yeah, but cargo, cargo ship, ship. Thank you. <laughs> a cargo ship that because the water rose so much in New York, it actually comes into the city. So this ship is like in manhattan and just so happens to stop outside the library because it's jammed between a couple of buildings and sam and a couple of the other uh kids from the decathlon they board the ship because laura emmy rossum as everybody was rushing into the library cut her leg and now that cut has gotten infected so she's sick and then sam has the idea oh there's got to be medicine on that ship so they go onto the ship they get medicine. They get some other supplies. Turns out there's some wolves on the ship. Yeah, it just why? Well, because there are wolves. Because in the in New York City at the Central Park Zoo, all the animals when when the storm started happening, um, the wolves somehow broke out of their cages. I understand. I don't know how. I understand they're on the island. I just like, why were they on the ship? That's a weird choice. They're anyway. looking for food. They're starving. I guess. Okay. So they go on there. They find penicillin. Uh, they get. One of one of the one of Sam's friends gets bitten by the wolf. Uh, apparently, he doesn't need penicillin though. No, he's fine. And so they get what they need. As they're on the ship, the eye of the storm passes directly over the city, and so they have to rush back to the library, or else they're they're going to be dead because it's 150 below. Yeah. So they rush inside, where uh, only a few people stayed back. Uh, most of the people went with the cop, and they ended up dead. As we later find out, when Jack and his crew actually make it to New York, they end up um, freezing to death because no, no one listened to Sam. Nope. So they make it back into the library where they're burning books for heat in the fireplace there. Um, Laura, they presumably give Laura the medicine. Jack, meanwhile, uh, Jack and Jason, meanwhile, make it to Manhattan and they make it to the library. At first, they they don't find anybody in the library because I guess uh, every, everybody was sleeping because this was like a, it was the day after. It was, a, it was the morning, so everybody's asleep. And Jack and Jason make it in time. They reach Sam and his little group. They evacuate them out. The president sent uh, helicopters to go get Jack and, and Sam and everybody else. And then there's like this huge, this huge, um, oh, and actually before that, the president of the, so the original president ends up dying because as he's evacuating, uh, when the storms first happened, I guess the helicopters that came to get him or the motorcade, I think it was, ended up crashing in the storm. So the vice president, the one who earlier in the movie didn't believe Jack about the climate change, 
he's the new president now uh and he's presiding in mexico because everybody flees to mexico where the weather wasn't as bad and he's basically doing this address this presidential address explaining the situation and how he's grateful for all of these countries uh taking in uh people from the u.s and how they found all of these survivors in New York City. And so he immediately sends off helicopters to go rescue any survivors. And then they show everybody in the city who survived, like on rooftops of all these skyscrapers, waving down like helicopters and and uh, and getting getting boarded onto the helicopters and then rushing off to Mexico, I assume. Yeah. Because where else would you go? Yeah, because a good amount of people survived. A lot of people did survive. Yeah. And... That's it. That's the end of the movie, which which was kind of weird. The movie uh, ends up with they cut to astronauts in the International Space Station, and you can see the weather, um, the the storms just kind of like um, receding and just dissipating and going away, which I thought was pretty weak because after all that, the storms just end up going away on their own, like nothing, nothing else happened. Uh, like humankind didn't do anything to fix climate change. The the storms just ended on their own. Yeah, we don't have to. Which uh, which was kind of weird. Yeah, that's all we need to do. It's just you know, do nothing. Just panic. Do nothing. We'll have a storm. Then we'll be fine. All right. Well, there you go. So the movie ends with basically the northern hemisphere covered in ice, presumably an ice age, for the northern hemisphere of the world, and the storms start dissipating. And I guess everybody's just living south south of the equator at this point or around the equator and yeah. below that's um it. that's the movie it was i thought it was pretty good it was fine um i don't think we should have watched it when we did <laughs> i think the timing on that could have been a little bit better yeah um i wouldn't say uh i don't think i missed anything eh, it was fine yeah i guess i guess yeah i guess it was just kind of like another one of those end of world thrillers but except the world didn't actually end yeah. Um the the ending I felt like could have been better. It's just like, oh, yeah, the storms are going away now. What a rough two days, am I right? I just came over the wolves like why why? I don't know. Why put wolves on a ship? Um Yeah, I don't I don't know that I miss much either. Yeah. Um That was good. I mean, but it was fine. It was a fine movie. Yeah, it was a good. I mean, as far as like climate change end of world movies go, sure. It's up there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's it's up there. It's a big category. Yeah, I mean that. The Al Gore movie. <laughs> Inconvenient truth. Other movies, but climate change serious issue. I agree. Serious issue. Yeah. This movie, um, first off, its budget was one hundred and twenty-five million dollars. Jeez, yeah. CGI wolves cost a lot of money. <laughs> like guess. a lot of money. Barely. Uh, it ended up making five hundred and fifty-two. That's million dollars. Pretty good. Which is pretty good. Pretty solid. Yeah. Currently, on Rotten Tomatoes, it's got it's got a five out of ten. So that would be what a fifty percent on Rotten Tomatoes. That's what it sounds like. Uh, it was relatively received, for the most part, positively, from what I'm seeing. Um, sure. A lot of critics seem to. Well, actually, Roger Ebert <laughs> described the film as profoundly silly, but. Nonetheless, said the film was effective and praised the special effects. He gave it three out of four stars. Silly. So, uh, it did win. He doesn't know he's not a scientist. It did win some awards. Um, it got it won the BAFTA awards for best visual effects. Okay. Okay. 
um, I don't know what the VES awards are, but best. oh, Visual Effects Society. Yeah. Oh, the Ve- Visual Effects Society. It won best single visual effect. MTV Movie Awards got best action sequence for the destruction of Los Angeles. Nice. So, yeah. Uh, a lot of scientists also criticize the film's scientific aspects because, I mean, it is a movie that's heavily based, well, I, I don't... It's supposed to it's, be. It's supposed to be based on, like, all these sci- scientific um, principles yeah. and, and studies and stuff. Um, and one of the... Uh, actually, an actual paleoclimatologist and professor of Earth and planetary science at Harvard University, Daniel P. Schrag. He said that on one hand, he's glad there's a big budget movie about something as critical as climate change. On the other, I'm concerned that people will see those over the top effects and think the whole thing is a joke. We are in need. Ex- we are indeed experimenting with the Earth in a way that hasn't been done for millions of years. But you're not going to see another ice age, at least not like that. So there you go. You can sleep easy tonight, knowing that another ice age will not happen, like in the day after tomorrow. Nice. Although I don't know. A lot of hurricanes are happening. A lot of stuff. Fires. There's temperatures are rising. Tornadoes. Coral reefs are dying. It's a lot. I don't. What are we gonna do? Anyway, I'm very sorry that this was kind of a uh, depressing. It's a bummer, man. Bumming us all out. But if you haven't seen the day after tomorrow, by all means, do so if you'd like. You're not missing much. I mean, if anything. If anything, you can see it for the CGI wolves that were truly spectacular. They were great. Um, and yeah, the cast was pretty good. Dennis Quaid, Emmy Rossum, Jake Gyllenhaal, um, Austin Nichols, um, who, for those of you who are One Tree Hill fans, will who remember as... Who did he play? Julian? Julian. Julian. Julian Baker. He's he's one of the kids that uh, that's actually competing against Sam's team in the a- academic decathlon. And yeah, that's it. That is the day after tomorrow. That is it. Uh, apologies on on the episode being a little late this week. Yeah, we had things. We um didn't realize it was Labor Day. We had things to do. And we yeah we had we some stuff. Busy. So it's like we had stuff. Like like get like get off my back. Yeah, we'll do, Who are we'll you? do it. Who you? You don't know my life. Um, so be sure to subscribe. Leave us ratings and reviews. Uh, follow us on Twitter at Did I Miss Pod. That's correct. Tell all of your friends. Um, and hopefully we'll see you next week unless the world ends before then. Oh, come on. So. Us out, bro. These are truths that we have to deal with now, man. So yeah, follow us on Twitter at Did I Miss Pod. Leave us ratings, reviews, comments. Give us some suggestions on what we should watch next. And oh, we are halfway update. We're halfway through the show we're watching. So expect us to do another TV show episode in a few weeks. Hopefully, close, close. we're we're on like a good. We're watching like one two episodes a night. We're doing all right. So, be sure to stay, uh, stay tuned, and subscribe if you haven't. And we will see you next week. Yeah. Be excellent to one another. Bye. <laughs>